Hi, and welcome to Walk Talk, a podcast courtesy of the Wound, Ostomy, and Continence Nurses Society. Walk Talk is your opportunity to learn more about advocacy, education, and research that support the practice and delivery of expert healthcare to individuals with wound, ostomy, and continence care needs. Please visit wocn.org slash podcast to subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Jody Scardillo. Welcome to this week's edition of Walk Talk. I'm your host, Jody Scardillo. This week, I'm delighted to sit down with Emily Bartolo. Emily is going to update us on the activities of the Society's Membership Engagement Committee. Thanks so much for joining us this week, Emily. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your nursing background and what drew you to become a woundostomy continence nurse. Hey, I would love to. Okay. So I graduated from Cedar Crest College in Allentown and earned my BSN and my RN. And right after I graduated, I moved to Harrisburg and I actually worked in psych for a little bit, which I wasn't too crazy about. So I ended up in home care, which was a really good fit for me. And what I had discovered was that other nurses would say, hey, I know you had a lot of success with this patient. Would you mind going to see so-and-so for me? And they kept asking my advice. And then it just kept getting more and more involved. And I thought, this is crazy. I should be getting paid to consult because that's essentially what I was doing. So at the time, the agency that I was working for didn't have a WOC nurse or an ET nurse as it was back then. So I discussed with my immediate supervisor about the fact that I really wanted to delve more into this. I wanted more knowledge. I felt like I was scratching the surface and I felt like I was doing a good job, but I felt like I could do a better job. So they agreed to send me back to school. They did. And of course I was under contract, which was fine because I had already been at this home care agency for many years. I thought it's a few more years. I like it here. I like my job. I like what I'm doing. So that's how I originally got into WOC nursing and I never looked back since. I absolutely love it. And what are you doing with your WOC role now? Are you still in home care or tell us about where you're working? I stayed in home health for about 12 years. And then I did a a few year stint in industry, which was amazing. It was very eye-opening. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I did that for about two or three years. And then in 2007 is when I went to outpatient wound care. I've been doing outpatient wound care for about 14 years. Where I work now, I am also the nurse navigator of the limb preservation program for Tower Health. So I've been doing that since I, I think it was about 2012 when we launched that program. We're busy. So that's where I am now. I'm full-time at outpatient wound care. But of course, I do a lot of other kind of extracurricular activities. And I'd like to present posters. And I'm very involved at the affiliate regional and national level. So I'm pretty busy. Good. I know we know each other from the Northeast region, but tell us a little bit about the different activities that you've done on those levels. Because I think new people always like to hear what the possibilities are. And I know you've done a few things. I've done a lot of things. I originally got involved with the Greater Lehigh Valley affiliate in Pennsylvania, where I'm located. And I was an officer in that affiliate for about eight years. I did a little bit of everything. I was secretary for two terms. I was president-elect. I was president for two terms. That's how I started to get my feet wet with volunteering. Then that led me into, it was kind of almost like a launching pad to get me involved with the Northeast region. I've done several things for the Northeast region. I'm part of the central planning committee 
per conference, which has changed a little bit since we've been virtual. Uh, so I haven't been quite as involved in that since it's been virtual, but I am on that committee. And also I was actually the webmaster of the Northeast region's website for a short time. I am currently the chair of the NER scholarship committee, and I just recently had come off of the national WOCN leadership development committee. One step sort of led to the next. So, you know, I was involved with the Greater Lehigh Valley affiliate, then I was involved with the Northeast region, and then I got involved with national. That's kind of how the trajectory was for me. And I forgot you did leadership development committee. So you were elected to that committee and served that. Yes. And then now you've transitioned over to membership engagement. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So I always like to ask walk nurses, what's your favorite type of population of patients or patient problem to take care of? I think we're all drawn to certain types of challenges or types of patients. So what's yours, Emily? I would have to say my ostomy patients, because I feel like as a nurse and as an ostomy nurse, you just make such a difference in their life. You almost have to be a detective sometimes and really, really investigate and see what's going on with that patient and what is the root of their problem and involves a lot of troubleshooting and a lot of really intimate face-to-face time with these patients, which I I love. I would definitely say I did a lot more ostomies in home care. So I kind of missed it a little bit. I don't do quite as much in outpatient. When I do, I feel like I'm home again. That's just so rewarding for me. In home care, I would have these young UC patients and they'd be so just devastated that they were going to have to live their life with an ostomy. And I would just sit with them and I'd say, but you don't understand. You're going to have a new lease on life. You're going to be able to leave your house. And that to me was always rewarding. I love wound care too. I love continence too. But for me, my ostomy, me patients are held really, really near and dear to my heart. Yeah. It's an, a nice relationship. I think we all develop with our patients. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think when you're dealing with an ostomy patient, it's just intimacy on a different level. It's such a, a basic life function that has been completely turned upside down. And to be able to guide someone through that whole process and give them the resources and the tools that they need, I think is just incredibly important. And do you find that you have a lot of patient interaction with your current job as the limb salvage navigator? That would seem like there's a lot of teaching and coaching that goes with that. There is. When we first started the, the limb preservation program, we, we created as like a, a panel. The patients would come to our wound center. They would see vascular. They would see podiatry. That was really, really difficult because it, it actually it turned into a billing nightmare. We just couldn't figure it out. And then it was, well, which podiatrist is going to be on which vascular? It was just a little bit of a logistical challenge because we're not actually located on site. We're at a satellite location. It's turned into a little bit more of a case study presentation where we all round table and it's wound care, inpatient and outpatient. It's vascular, it's podiatry, it's infectious disease, lymphedema, the diabetic educators, all the podiatry residents. So it's really like an interactive dialogue where we present these really challenging cases. And sometimes it's the did well and a do better kind of thing. Everything that we present is a learning point. There's takeaways from it. And that's where we find the value. And then there's usually a plan. The very end, we kind of wrap it up. Okay, what are we going to do with this patient? Where do they need to go? What needs to happen next? So I coordinate the whole process, do all the meeting planning, the coordinating between the podiatry residents. They usually have several patients they present. They do an amazing job. And then we at the wound care center will usually present at least one or two patients. So it's really a collaborative effort between all the disciplines involved 
oxygen, wound care, and limb salvage. But it's it's a really interesting program. And of course, we offer CE. It's open to anyone who wants to come. So we, we've been doing it for quite a while now. It's going to see some changes possibly in the future as we maybe transition the dietary residents into kind of taking more of a lead. So we'll see how that pans out in the future. Wow. It's nice to have all your experts at the table together, though, to get a plan for the patients, I bet. It is amazing. It is amazing to hear. I just love when Vascular stands up and chimes in and says, wait a minute, can you put the waveforms up for me so we can really look and see? Or when infectious disease is there and they'll say, well, this is the kind of specimen we, we would have needed to treat this. Or, you know, it's just, I love the collaboration that we have. It's fantastic. Wow. That's great for your patients too. It really is. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So now tell me how you got your current role as membership engagement committee chair. Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was basically asked if it was something that I was interested in, and it was coming right off the cuff of the leadership development. I could have ran for that for another term, but I thought I did that for a bit and, and got some good people in that I adore. I didn't run again for that. And then Heather Martinick reached out to me and she said, Hey, we're changing some things up <laughs> at National. And what they ended up doing was they disbanded forums committee and the membership. I think at that point it was called recruitment and retention. So they disbanded those two committees and then created the membership engagement committee. So there's a couple of people from those previous committees that are on now this committee, the membership engagement committee. It was, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we used to be doing. This is what we're going to be doing. Are you interested? And I thought, well, yeah, this sounds fantastic. Like the outreach and the networking possibilities are endless. Let's do it. At that point, Heather had already reached out to other members, other influencers in, in our community and other people that were on different boards and different committees. We all came together in the spring and we sort of had a plan. The national office said, well, this is where we think we want you and the things that we want you to focus on and what we would like you to do and what we would like to see and how you choose to do it is how you choose to do it. This is the first year. We've got lots of things ahead, lots of exciting things ahead. What are you currently working on? So it sounds like you have a lot of things going on. We do. Right now, our focus is on outreach. Our outreach now is focused on lapsed members and new members. So we want to try and communicate with the lapsed members and say, hey, did you see any benefit to membership? Is there a need that you had that you felt wasn't being fulfilled? What can we do to get you to come back to us? On the flip side of that, we also reach out to the newer members and say, Hey, we're here. Welcome. We're happy you're with us. Reach out with questions. We send them a link to the big book of benefits so they know all the things that have in store for them. So those are two of the main initiatives right now are these two pieces, the outreach. The other thing that we do is we are monitoring the forums, making sure questions are answered if they're not answered by another member of the society. We make sure those questions do get answered. We make sure that nothing's left hanging, nothing's inappropriate. So that kind of got thrown into our little committee <laughs> as well. And then the other thing that we're doing is this initiative that we have called New to the Blue. So <laughs> it's the cute little catchy phrase for all of our new people. We already had one New to the Blue. It was a Zoom. Oh. Mm -hmm. And it was... In November, several emails went out. Hopefully we'll get a little bit of a better turnout because we are planning on three more new to the blue. Oh, nice. Yeah. Initially, 
weren't quite sure what it was going to look like. You know, we, you know, we wanted to keep it light. We wanted to keep it fun. We didn't necessarily want to keep it super serious, but I think the next three is my goal to have three more before April. And they're going to have a little bit more of a clinical component. Thinking back to when I was a a baby walker, a new WOC nurse, you know, I, I think back to what did I need? What did I have going on that I needed help? And it seems so basic now, but as a new walk starting out, something as basic to me now as dressing selection. And there's so many brands now. And how do you know? And how do you categorize things? And how do you document that? And you use all these things and you, you learn all these things in the didactic portion. And hopefully you're getting more with a really good, strong preceptor, but you almost have to tame little wild monkeys running around in your head because there's just so much out there. I just think it helps to bring some clarity. If you have someone explain to you, this category of dressing is what we use for this type of wound. And so I think that's going to be the focus of the next new to the blue. Oh, nice. So it's going to be dressing selection and maybe with some documentation thrown in there. And then with some fun things thrown in there too, we're going to have a little prize for everybody that's on the zoom that joins us. We're going to have giveaways, we're going to have a couple surprises thrown in there. Maybe some trivia questions thrown in there that people can win prizes if they answer correctly. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And we wanted to stay fun and relaxed. Grab a drink, bring a snack, put your comfy clothes on, open up your computer and sit and relax. Nice. And let's have a good dialogue. Let's have a, a good time where we can share information, network a little bit and really get our finger on the pulse of where our new WOCs are and what we can help them with. I bet that will maybe help some of them to make friends within the organization too. Because remember being a new walk nurse when you went to your regional meeting, that's where you made your friends there, right? Yeah, it was very intimidating at first. And I think we're really at this day and age with where we are with the pandemic, I think it's been really hard to network. All the conferences always have these wonderful networking opportunities and the first time attendee badge and it is so welcoming and, and it's been really, really tough. I think for our new members, we're really trying to reach out to them and say, Hey, we're here. We can help you. We can guide you. We can mentor you. We can put you on the right path. We want to make sure one of the really big things we want to make sure is that our new members are really familiar with the big book of benefits because there really is so much there that's useful and helpful and educational. That's one of our focuses. Let's make sure all of our new walks know exactly what they have at their fingertips just for being a member. There's so much on the website too that I think maybe people don't necessarily find right away. So I bet you, you give that information too. Yeah. I mean, even just the continuing education portion, I mean, just looking at that site, there's just so much available, which is fantastic. It's really a lot of awesome content, maybe for some of the new members that aren't real familiar with that format. Maybe to them, it's a little overwhelming. We want to guide them through whatever they have difficulty with or trouble with. We want to make sure that they're feeling the benefits, that they're really taking advantage of all the amazing benefits that come with being a member. And so what are your goals for the committee? It sounds like you have a lot going on. What are your personal goals for what you want to accomplish? We would like to really get the new to the blue, the evening Zooms. We really want to get a strong presence. We want to get more people involved. The recruitment and retention is always the goal with a committee such as this. So really, that's our main focus 
right now. We're still doing the outreach, but the new to the blue, the Zooms and that interaction is my baby. I kind of feel like I really, really want this to work. I really want to bring the new nurses together. I really want them to feel like they're part of a society, that they're part of a sisterhood and a brotherhood. And there are people willing to help and willing to guide them along. And they're not alone out there. And I want them to really feel that, especially now communication can be a little bit difficult face-to-face. We want them to know that we're here. That's a lot of activity. And so tell me how many people are on your committee and are you looking for more people? Not at the moment. So what's going to happen is come April would be the end of our journey, our first year as this new committee. So what will happen then is the members will either have a choice. They can either stay on the committee for another year or they will have the opportunity to step back and we will then recruit. So any listeners, if you're interested, possibly in a committee such as this one, you would reach out to Heather Martinick at National. She is the director of membership engagement for the National WOCN Society. And I work very, very closely with her on this committee since she is the director of membership. She would be your go-to person to reach out. Our total membership now, I'm the chair and then Heather, of course, is always involved. And then we have five other members besides myself. So there's usually about seven of us on our monthly Zoom conference calls. Say somebody is interested, and then I know we'll probably have a call for volunteers that goes out too in the spring. So say somebody's interested in your committee. What type of time commitment? You just mentioned a monthly meeting, which is what brought that question to my mind. What type of time commitment would be involved? Say I'm a newer walk nurse with a young family and a full-time job and you know all this stuff. So what would, would you guesstimate would be the time commitment that a member of your committee needs to be able to? It's completely doable. I have a family. I work full-time. I've got an 11-year-old and 13-year-old. I've got family members that I care for. And plus, I'm on all these other... (laughs) All these other committees. And I can tell you, it's definitely doable. So we have a minimum of one conference call a month. It's usually about every four weeks or so. We do a lot of communication via email and, and things like that. So, you know, that takes a few minutes today. So then I would say the biggest commitment for a member of the committee would probably be maybe two hours a month, maybe three hours. It's not horrible. It's definitely doable. The outreach that we do, we do it all through email. So it's quick. The new to the blue Zooms, that takes a little bit of planning and prep work, which we are diligently planning now for our next one. Our goal is to hold that either at the end of March to mid-February. We haven't quite nailed down a date yet, but my goal is to nail down all three, the next three. The commitments, it's a few hours a month, definitely doable with kids and a full-time job. I bet when you have dates firmed up, that will be on the society's webpage and social media platforms and emails and things to let a new member know that you're going to do these. How are you going to do that? Um, So how we've decided to do this is we're inviting members that are two years or newer. These Zooms, unfortunately, because of logistical restraints, they're limited to 50 people each. All the new members will get an invitation. And on the invitation, it will say, these are going to be the topics, you know, come prepared with your question. There's going to be prizes and you'll be able to win, win things with trivia questions. And we want to keep it light, but still have value. Teach something, have a good takeaway that where we're at right now. So it's the best of both some new information and some fun, right? And some fun and a little bit of networking, kind of a get, get to know each 
other. I'm a big believer in an open door policy where I want people to feel if they have a question, they can come to me or us at any time. If it's during a new to the blue Zoom, so be it. I'm happy to answer any questions. It's loosely formatted, but with a goal in mind. This is a sort of new committee, so maybe you can't even answer this yet, but do you think the virtual world we live in has changed how you do your business of your committee? It seems like it must have. I think it probably did. Interestingly enough, we formulated this committee sort of in the middle of this whole pandemic. So we started out virtual. I think that we would definitely have a presence at conference and would definitely be organizing different activities, whether it's just a networking event or a special dinner or a happy hour or something, just to get all of the new faces together and just get everybody to meet. You know, where are you from? Oh, I know so-and-so from this area. She'd be a great go-to person for you. We're trying to guide them along and, and make sure we're getting the new members involved with their local affiliates and making sure they're involved at their regional societies as well. Yeah, we have we have a lot of uh, work to do. We have a lot of work cut out for us. Unfortunately, you know, until we're in person, this is what the committee will look like. And this is how we will move forward with things until we're face to face again. This sounds like a great thing for a new member who maybe practices by him or herself and doesn't have a lot of resources around them or hasn't made any friends around them or doesn't know people around them. This sounds like a perfect way for somebody to really get the help they need and some socialization and make some friends and all the wonderful things about the society. It's funny you say that, Jody, because, you know, when we started the new to the blue Zoom, I had posed some questions on social media to some of the different forums and pages and things that I belong to. And I said, you know, think back to when you were a new WOC nurse and what need did you have that wasn't fulfilled? What were you lacking? And one of the things that I keep seeing over and over and over again, and what I keep hearing over and over is, you know, we really need a strong mentor. You know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this topic, <laughs> um, but I've been really advocating for this and it's going to be in the works. It's just, that's not what our initiative or right at the moment, but we know that it's needed. It's wanted. It would greatly, greatly benefit our new members. So it's coming. I don't know what it will look like, but I can tell you, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming. So as part of the membership engagement, at least I feel like someone can contact any of us and contact Heather and say, Hey, this is where I'm located. Can you help me? And we can get them connected with the right people in their area. Yeah, that's great. Sometimes you just don't even know where to start. And just making that one phone call can make all the difference in the world. And Heather's great at keeping people connected and keeping the finger on the pulse of what's going on and where people are and who's involved and who she can connect people with. I hope to be able to do that until there's something a little bit more official available as far as the mentoring program. We're the people that can get the new members connected in their local areas. So that's a really important message, I think, for us to be talking about, because sometimes as a new person, you're like struggling to figure out what to put on the wound and not hurt the patient, some of those things. So to have somebody to help you how to navigate the rest of your role and is really important, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Even like reimbursement questions or, you know, I mean, there's just so much to know and there's so much minutia to, to what we do and, and so many details and to have a resource person, I think is really, really important. Like I said, not on our immediate radar. I mean, I should say it's on our radar, but right now 
we're really focused on the new to the blue. The, the tribe has spoken and we know, we know that it's something that would be really beneficial. So it, it's in the works. I love to see the new to the blue post on Facebook. I think it's every week or two. There's a blue thing and it lists the new members. I think that's fun to see. It's like, oh, look at all these new people. So that's a nice way to welcome people too, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have seen, you know, the big book of benefits. I, I see that kind of pop up on my feed. Every time I do, I share it. I share it to my Greater Lehigh Valley affiliate. I'll share it to some of the other Wound Us Me Continents forums and pages that I belong to just to kind of, hey, we're, we're still here. Do you send people to different social media pages? I've just figured out the WOCM Facebook page and there's lots of really good clinical stuff on there. Like, I have this patient and help me please type of thing. So yeah. And I know there's also a really big presence on Instagram. I'm not an Instagram person. I, I not much of a tech person, but I definitely am on Facebook. And, and I would say that we do want a, a nice, robust presence on Facebook and on social media. So I know that the marketing department is working diligently with that as well. It's a nice way to get a quick answer to a question too. If you have a clinical thing, it's people really respond quickly. I put stuff on there too. It really is. And we have the forums always are, are there for our members on, on the website too. But if you're in need of something super fast or want to reach many people very quickly, you can always reach out on social media too. I like on the forums, the way you can put in a topic and then get a lot of responses. If it's a convexity or appliance leakage or something, there's a lot of different, the way that's archived, it's easy to get things as opposed to scrolling through your phone a zillion times to find some posting on social media. That I think has been really nice to find information. It's a little more efficient. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. All right. What else should I have asked you about? Anything else important your committee or anything else that we should talk about before I let you go enjoy your evening? No, I just spread the word on New to the Blue to, to your new WOC friends and your new WOC colleagues. I'm accessible. I'm always around. People can always email me, just emilybartolo at yahoo.com. I'll throw it out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to reach out if someone has a question, if someone wants to know more, if someone wants a link to the big book of benefits, maybe that might be something beneficial we can link in the podcast notes, you know, a link to the, to the big book of benefits. That would be great. Maybe even a link to the forums just so people have quick access, but new to the blue is our big thing right now. That's what our focus is really on. So first up is going to be wound. And we discussed that's going to be probably some dressing selection and couple tidbits about documentation, but we don't want to leave out ostomy incontinence either. So we're going to do the next following new to the blue. Our clinical focus will be ostomies and continents. We want it to be nice and well-rounded and not leave anything out and make sure we include all of our disciplines. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. I'm so glad to get to talk to you and I'm excited to see what comes from this group and all the exciting things you have going on. (laughs) Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me, Jody. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Walk Talk. Please visit wocn.org slash podcast for additional details about this topic and the speakers. You can also get more information about subscribing to this podcast so you never miss an episode and to get the latest news and information from the WOCN Society. Again, that's wocn.org slash podcast. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Walk Talk. <laughs>